Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. And the league's best road record at 16-4-1. John Forslund, Trip Tracy, Mike Maniscalco, Shane Willis with you, Jordan Stahl off the hop, and a goal! Warren Fogle, set up by Jordan Stahl. Eight seconds into period two. A two-on-one, no mistake for Fogle. Two-nothing Carolina. He'll gain the high slot area. Pitch forked out to center from Orloff by Fogle. Two on one with Hamilton far wing. He scores! That's hockey, baby. A brilliant defensive play by Warren Fogle. Leads to cash for Dougie Hamilton. 3-1 Carolina. Stretch pass through center. Carlson for Boyd. He'll dump it in. Hayden Flurry far corner gets to it. He's supported by Jordan Martin, who has the puck. Two on three through center. Come Carolina. Over the line. Fogel crisscrossing with Martin. Near wing. He tried to return the favor. Now he does. Off Orlov. Shut down. And they score. It was loose. Warren Fogel got to it. He never gave up. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Well, welcome to the Warren Fogel Show, don't you know? Uh, Actually, this is the Morning After Podcast. I am Adam Gold. It'll just be you and me and sound and locker room and goals and all that. And we'll get you out of here and get you to your uh, Sunday chores, if you will. Uh, Do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Subscribe to it because if you like this, this way it just shows up on your phone or however you get your podcast. Uh, Rate it if you like. Don't miss it. Blah, 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 blah. It's fun to do. Hope you enjoy listening to it. Uh, So give us a good rating and uh, don't don't ever miss. Maybe there'll be a quiz uh, at the end of the week. Anyway. Uh, before we get to the game and the Hurricanes, huge win over the Capitals. Shout out to the voice of John Forsland. He is the best in the business at what he does. And uh, you could tell, maybe playing a little hurt tonight. So hopefully John will be okay by New Year's Eve when the Hurricanes take on the Montreal Canadiens. All right, an enormous win for the Hurricanes. Uh, just coming off three straight losses, uh, the loss to Henrik Lundqvist where they lose at 5-3, uh, giving up eight goals in Toronto. I mean, they just needed a win. They give up 17 goals in their last three games. Uh, and they're playing the best team in the league. Capitals are unquestionably the best team in the league. Uh, they're a team playing with uh, a fair amount of anger, although they were playing uh, a little hurt. Kempney, Michael Kempney out tonight. Uh, no Tom Wilson tonight. Uh, we've got have to figure they'll both be back in the lineup when these two teams meet again in about a week. Uh, anyway, uh, and this is also a Capitals team that's mad at the Hurricanes for multiple, probably childish reasons, and a game in which the Canes were finishing off the stretch in December. 
that was absolutely brutal. There was a lot that didn't point to a Carolina Hurricanes win tonight. So amazing that they got it and they deserved it. They were better than Washington, played well tonight. But consider this, five-game road trip, followed by the home date with Florida, then trips to Toronto and New York surrounding Christmas. They played seven straight games in seven different time zones. They went, if I can do this correctly, they went east to mountain to Pacific to central to mountain to uh, east. It was great, just bananas. Uh, and uh, then they had that 2 o'clock in the afternoon game on a Monday in Toronto, then travel Friday to New York, followed by a return match at home against the Caps the next night. Somehow in that stretch, they go 7-3-1. and one. They played some good teams, played some really good hockey, didn't get the good result the last three games, and I didn't think they played great the last three games. I will disagree with those who think that they were outplayed the Rangers. I don't believe they outplayed the Rangers. Uh, I do believe they're saying a lot of things, keep their, they, they were saying a lot of things, keep their spirits up. Uh, but I thought the Rangers were the better team. I don't think they dominated the game by any stretch of the imagination, but I thought the Rangers were the better team. Um, but with all that said, let's get to the Star of Stars. What a night for Warren Fogle. Two goals, including his third shorthanded goal of the season. He had an assist. He was a plus four, and the Capitals are in knots over him. It is amazing that Washington is so hypersensitive and hyper-focused on what Warren Fogle is doing. And they can deny it all they want, but they are aware of where he is at all times. And here's the funny thing. Warren Fogle, not a dirty player at all. Warren Fogle has made some questionable decisions uh, in terms of, uh, terms of some hits. I mean, the TJ Oshie hit was unfortunate, but it wasn't a brutal hit. He didn't pin him against the wall. He shoved him, but he was too close to the board. So, yeah, dangerous play and uh, what, whatever. There was no suspension. Um, but, man, the Capitals look at Fogle, and they absolutely turn to jelly. And I don't think there's anything that is more indicative of, of, of proof of that than the empty net goal. First of all, I have no concept of why uh, Todd Reardon pulled Braden Holtby with more than four minutes to go. Two-goal game, I get it. But, I mean, your team gets one, and all of a sudden now uh, you're back in it. And, but, okay, whatever. Uh, just over four minutes left. They pull Braden Holtby. You'll hear all of that uh, coming up. But here's where I believe... Uh, I'm right about the Capitals hyper-focused on what Warren Fogle is doing. Ovechkin has the puck. He's skating through the neutral zone. He sees Fogle, immediately leaves the puck, and delivers a two-hand, you know, shove to to Fogle. Actually knocked him over. It was a pretty good shot. Uh, perfectly clean play. I'm not complaining about that. But he leaves the puck. Svechnikov, Andrei Svechnikov just skates over and says, I'll take it. And boom, you got no goalie, dude. That was an empty net goal. That's Warren Fogle living rent-free inside the uh, the Capitals' head. And uh, here's the way it sounded. DJ Oshie out to center. Kuznetsov will send it back. Holtby for the bench. Ovechkin tries to steamroll right through Fogle. Broken up Svechnikov. Empty net. Bullseye! 
Svechnikov, the final dagger in the Washington Capitals. With 4.02 left, the Canes have a 6-3 lead. I mean, it just this is the uh, this is the kind of game you're going to tell your grandkids about. Fogel was everywhere. Forget the goal uh, that opened the second period. We started off with that uh, that goal. That was an easy put away. Look, it might have even been a set play off the uh, off the jump. Slavin takes the pass, gives it up to Stahl on the left side. Fogel streaking his two on one opportunity. It's basically an empty net. Uh, but the play that ended with Hamilton's 13 goal. 13th goal of the season, the one that made it 3-1, was just I mean, it was a great defensive play just inside the blue line. Uh, Fogel uh, digs the puck away from Dmitry Orloff, goes the other way, great cross-ice pass to Hamilton for the goal, and this is something that Rod Brindamore is probably going to have sweet dreams about uh, for weeks because this is what they need from Warren Fogel. And then the, the effort play on the shorthanded goal between uh, uh, Fogel and Jordan Martinuk, who uh, who left the game at one point in the first period, probably missed the last six, seven minutes of the first period, uh, and then played the rest of the way. And I thought played very well tonight. Uh, but then that was just an effort play, and then Fogel just digging away at the puck that ultimately made it, uh, I believe that goal made it 4-2. That was the last goal of a five-goal second period, which, I mean, after the first period, this game just kind of, I thought, broke loose. And, I, you know, I don't think Rod Brindamore was in love with the way it was played, although it was a lot of power play time, and he's not crazy about that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, so, uh, look, here's the other thing about uh, the way Fogel played tonight that I thought was so impressive. Uh, I mean, he played a great game. Uh, and I do think that some guys elevate when they just see a certain team. Fogel is now lined up 12 times against the Caps. Seven goals, four assists, and a plus nine in those games. I also think it's worth noting that uh, Fogel had a really poor training camp and a poor start to the season. And there was, I mean, they can't send him down. I mean, he's not, no chance of him clearing waivers, so they'd lose him. So he's going to be here. But about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, completely turned it around. He's got eight goals, 19 points. He's a plus 12 in 39 games. Uh, Last year, he had 10 goals, 15 points, and was a minus 17 in 77 regular season games. I mean, this is a different player. Um, And he's playing. He brings an element, uh, certainly among their top six, that they really don't have. Although they, I guess they have it with Svechnikov, too. Uh, that's uh, that's a heavy line, and frankly, it's their best line. Uh, Stahl, Svechnikov, and Fogel is their best line right now. Um, but they have a lot of good lines, so that's um, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, does Fogel still do curious things? Yeah. Uh, but boy, the Canes don't have enough of what he brings. Uh, so why don't we hear what uh, Fogel had to say about the night? That was wild. How would you characterize what we saw tonight? Seemed like uh, a good uh, game between Washington Capitals and the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, They certainly have taken on uh, just like a new life, especially with the playoffs a year ago. Yeah, for sure. It's always competitive playing against these guys, and um, you know, especially uh, starting this home home stand. You know, that's a big win for us playing against the best team in the league right now. Three games. You know, the last three games you guys lost. You come into the Capitals game. You almost needed to focus on something else other than 
uh, maybe what, what had been going on. Is, is that the way you guys processed it? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, I think these last three games prior, uh, you know, we didn't play a full uh, 60 minutes. And um, tonight I thought we stuck to that uh, pretty consistent. We just got to, you know, stay out of the box, which has been an issue for us lately. But, you know, we'll we'll keep addressing that. Well, it did get you another goal. <laughs> it did give us another goal, but, uh, you know, we'd rather play five on five. Do you feel like you might be in their heads a little bit, you personally? Uh, no, not at all. You know, this is just two teams battling hard that, that, that both don't like each other. You have a long stretch of games here at home uh, to try to make up some ground in the division. Yeah, for sure. We, you know, we love playing in front of our fans and we know the energy they bring. So we got to take that to our advantage and, and, and move forward with that. Uh, I don't care what Warren Fogle says. He's living rent free in the minds of the Caps. Uh, all right, I have a few quick observations and the unsung stars uh, of the game still to come. All right, uh, as we roll through here in the morning after podcast, and once again, give us a rating, subscribe to it so it shows up in your phone because you want it to show up in your phone. Uh, big start, I thought. Big game for Peter Morazic. Gave up four goals and 29 shots. He wasn't one of the three stars of the game. For my money, he was one of the three stars. The first period alone deserved recognition because I thought he was great in the first. He handled an Ovechkin one-timer on the power play. He handed Richard Panic at point-blank range. Lars Eller had a great scoring chance. Jacob Vrana had scoring, scoring chances. This was a great first period for Mrazek. Uh So... To me, he earned it because he kept them a lot. Kept them not that not that Carolina was in danger of getting blown out because they weren't. I thought they were the better team in the first, even though Washington had scoring chances. Um, but this was this was a really good performance in the first period from Mrazek, and coming off of some not so great performances. Uh, the way he played in the third period against Toronto was. I mean, he wants to forget that. Uh, and he had allowed 15 goals in his last four appearances. So uh, this was, and he, he allowed, well, now he's allowed 15. He had, he had allowed 11 in his last three appearances. I mean, they need Peter Morazic to be good. And I thought 34 was good tonight. And for my money, he was definitely one of the three stars. All right, Kane's uh, penalty kill continues to be a little bit of a fight. Coming in, they'd allowed six of their last 11 to score. It's now eight of the last 16. That's not good uh, for those of you scoring at home. They've allowed a power play goal now in, I believe, six consecutive games. I mean, look, Ovechkin's going to get his goals from his office. I mean, just an absolute bullet. And Ovechkin's shot is maybe the best in the league. Uh, no crime in allowing that one. I thought the second power play goal was absolutely atrocious. I mean, uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov, unbothered. Sebastian Ajo, Jacob Slave, and Dougie Hamilton all trying to make plays on the puck. Somebody take a body. Hit Somebody hit a man. Kuznetsov just skated un, unencumbered right through... Right down, as uh, John Forzen said, on Broadway and uh, slid, a pa- slid a little shot in between the pads of Peter Mrazek, and that was it. So uh, it, was not, it was not great on the power play uh, or on the, on the penalty kill. Uh, two out of five uh, on the night 
first one, again, the Ovechkin goal, I can live with that. Uh, the other, man, let's, uh, let's junk that. All right, let's, uh, let's squeeze in the head coach here for a second. Uh, Rod and Brenda Moore on the play of Fogel, and then we'll see if you can guess what he's referencing in the last few seconds. It was a weird game in the sense that I felt like we had some real good high-end plays that you don't have to see resulting goals. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we stuck with the plan for the most part and, you know, tried to, you know, shut down a pretty potent team. So, uh, you know, again, I had 20 guys there, uh, I, I thought, had a pretty solid game tonight. Can you talk about Fogel? You count on him defensively and also for him to do what he did, did offensively tonight. Yeah, he was a difference tonight, probably. I mean, he, he, you know, had a real strong, really start, and then uh, that line was really good. I thought uh, that that was a, probably the difference in the game, um, and he was, you know, a huge part of it. The best team in the league this year. They were really good last year. You beat them four in a row. Uh, can you talk about that and what, what you take out of that? Uh, no, I don't. I don't look into that too much. I mean, I know they wouldn't either. It's kind of. Um, you know, all the games have been tight, and, and I feel it feels like uh, it can go either way. You know, it, it's two good teams going out. I think two good teams play it the right way, and, you know, that's, that's the kind of game you get. I mean, I wish it was a little more. I think the game could have been even better if we could just let it go up and down a little more. Um, but, uh, again, I'll take the win. Let them go up and down a little more. In other words... More five-on-five play. In other words, what a horribly officiated game this was. Wes McCauley and Freddie or Frederick uh, LeCoyer, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Frankly, I don't ever want to hear his name again. They were terrible tonight. Absolutely brutal. They fell for all of the Washington BS. Four clear flops. Jordan Stahl's kneeing penalty against Ovechkin. Ovechkin, I believe, was shot. Uh, from the rafters. Um, he, he didn't even start the power play, but he came on like five seconds into it. I mean, absolute uh, sell job. Uh, Joel Edmondson trips uh, Brendan Leipzig. I mean, whatever. Uh, Garnet Hathaway was uh, slashed by Svechnikov. And frankly, it was just, I mean... Did Svechnikov get him on the stick and did it ride up against the hands? Yeah. I mean, technically, sure. It was it was a penalty. And it's a dumb play, as I, as I said on Twitter. But, oh my gosh, Hathaway's reaction was like, oh, I believe I have severed my hand. It was insane. And then Joe, uh, Jonas Siegenthaler fell down near Fogel in the third period. Uh, and that ended up being the second power play goal. The night made it 4-3 and was hairy, but... Siegenthal just fell down. I mean, Fogel was near him, and yes, Fogel's legs were around his, but, I mean, he didn't trip him. Siegenthaler needs to learn how to skate better. I mean, it was really a bad game. And then, by the way, while Carolina is shorthanded, Brock McGinn gets slashed. Not not slashed. uh, High stick to the face. I mean, it was a flat end of the stick, so it didn't draw blood or anything. And uh, neither referee blew a whistle. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. That's good now? It was, uh, it was a poorly officiated game. Uh, but I will say this, and I don't understand what's going on. I thought the NHL was anti-flopping, anti-embellishing. We have an actual embellishment penalty in this league. James Harden would have been appalled at the way the Washington Capitals uh, went about their business tonight. Really, I thought, an atrocious 
um, seen from them in terms of their flopping. Carolina still making too many mistakes. Dougie Hamilton was very good tonight, but especially early on, uh, he was caught a few times up the ice with no chance at help on the back end. It led to odd man r- chances for the Caps. Morazic was up to the challenge a couple of times. Uh, then Jake Gardner, who was back into a top four role at the start of this game, he was playing with Brett Pesci. That didn't last. Um, made a mistake at the blue line in the second period that led to the Nick Dowd goal. I uh, tried to make a play on the puck, either a shot or a pass. Uh, and frankly, uh, in Gardner's position, you just got to make sure the puck doesn't get past you. You just have to keep it in front of you. Uh, and Gardner tried to make a fancy play, and the, he missed it. And Dowd was the other way, two-on-one, and he beat uh, Mrazek far side, just inside the far side post. Uh, it was the first goal, and I actually think a little bit of an icebreaker for Washington uh, over Mrazek, who had been spectacular up until that point. And by the way, I kind of liked Hayden Fleury's game. Tonight, he didn't play a ton. He was sixth in terms of minutes on the blue line, which is not a surprise. Uh, Jake Gardner didn't play a whole lot more than Hayden Fleury. Uh, by the end of the game, Joel Edmondson, who had been uh, kind of demoted, if you would, to uh, a third pair, uh, was back. He played almost 19 minutes, so he was the fourth uh, defenseman in terms of minutes logged. Yes, he logs time on the penalty kill, but it was um, it was his play that got him bumped back up to playing with Pesci, although there were a whole bunch of weird combinations tonight. I think they shortened the bench in the uh, third period. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, Jake Gardner was not good tonight. It was really a poor night. I thought for Gardner, um, it, it really weren't too many players who didn't play well, but Gardner to me definitely, uh, was one of them. Lucas Walmark, uh, for the second straight game scores the first goal of the game. It was a power play goal. His eighth, four goals, four assists in his last six. Nino Niederreiter made the pass to Wally. He's been playing very very well of late as well. Two goals, eight helpers in his last 10. Ryan Dezingle with a pair of apples. He started the play that led to restoring the two-goal margin. It was the Martin Natchez goal. Brett Pesci, a quick up. Marty Natchez, the trailer. Dezingle flies in the zone. Interrupted by Oshie. Turned it over. Shot blocked. And they score on the follow-up. Martin Natchez was in the right place at the right time. The Canes get it back. 16-40 left in the third. 5-3, Carolina. So there's uh, eight games without a goal now for Dezingle, but uh, he's playing much better. Had his second multi-point night this week. Uh, That line, 18, uh, rather, (laughs) Dezingle, Halla, and Natchez starting to get back to where they were earlier in the season, where they were arguably their most dangerous offensive line. They've been very good. Uh, so uh, to me, the, my unsung stars are Walmart, Niederreiter, and Dezingle. But Ryan actually made some really good defensive plays uh, that I'm sure Rod Brindamore appreciated because that's what he's been looking for from Dezingle. Uh, overall, numbers on the season. Uh, Andrei Svechnikov pulls into a tie with Tevo Teravainen for the team lead in scoring, 38 points apiece. Svechnikov's 17th goal of the season was an empty netter. He is a plus 15 on the year. He was plus three tonight. That's right, Andrei Svechnikov is a plus 15. Uh, Teravainen, 
did not hit the score sheet tonight. He is plus uh, 14, 38 points, 31 assists, and I believe he has 72 primary assists on Sebastian Ajo goals. Dougie Hamilton had a goal, his 13th of the season. He's got 36 points. Get the, Check out this number. This is the, one, of the, my, one of my favorite numbers in the entire sport this year. Dougie Hamilton is a plus 29. Yeah, plus 29 through 39 games for Dougie Hamilton. Sebastian Ajo uh, also off the score sheet tonight. Interesting that the Ajo line had just one assist, right? It was Nino Niederreiter's power play assist to Walmart. Ajo, 12, uh, 22 goals. He leads the team in that category. Uh, 35 points. He's a plus 11. The stall line had five points, but they were a plus 11, and they were matched with Ovechkin, Backstrom, and Oshie all night long. You look at those lines for Ovechkin, Backstrom, and Oshie. Yes, uh, Ovechkin had a goal, and I think Oshie might have had an assist, but they were like minus four, minus four, minus four. They were brutal. Uh, on the, in that category, and frankly, uh, they were outplayed tonight by the uh, by the Fogel. We'll just call it the Fogel line. A uh, couple of days until the seven game homestand continues with Montreal in town. It's New Year's Eve. Then there will be two days off before Washington comes back for more of this. Um, before we leave, quick um, a quick look at the standings. Uh, Capitals remain in first. Pittsburgh, who is just on one right now, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10 games, uh, 50 points in second place in the Metropolitan Division. Yes, they played a long time without Sidney Crosby. The Islanders are in third place, 49 points. Carolina up to 48, uh, but the Islanders have three games in hand on Carolina. Uh, so the uh, Hurricanes are the, in the first wildcard spot. Philadelphia was a 6-1 loser in San Jose uh, on Saturday night. So uh, the Flyers, who still have a game in hand on Carolina, are one point behind the Hurricanes. Uh, Tampa was a winner. Tampa is up to um, uh, third in the wild card chase, uh, and they are six points behind the Hurricanes, but three games in hand. So uh, the Lightning are back in it, but then you've got the Atlantic Division, which is kind of a mess. Boston's been great, although struggling of late. Toronto is coming on strong with, uh, uh, what, uh, 17 points in their last 20 games. And uh, Florida is 6-4 and four in their last 10, uh, but they have a lesser record than do, than do the Hurricanes, or does the Hurricanes. What is the proper grammar for that? Uh, before we leave, one more reminder. Subscribe to the Morning After Podcast. Give us a rating. Say nice things, even if you don't mean them. It doesn't bother, doesn't bother me. Uh, lie if you like. Uh, give some suggestions about what you'd like to hear in the future. Uh, we'll do a mailbag again at some point. Uh, but there you go. Until New Year's Eve, and you'll be listening to it probably hungover. I'm Adam Gold. Thanks for joining us on the Morning After Podcast. Canes win, by the way. I should remind you that. Canes 6, Washington 4. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sportsfan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between 
between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.